0: Welcome to Discussions of Music, Healing, and Consciousness, with your hosts Chris Noble and Bill Protzman. In today's episode, we're talking about music and affirmations. It's a difficult topic, because the definition of spiritual or metaphysical words, such as affirmation, is fungible. But we're fun guys, so we offer our individual ideas about what makes an affirmation, and then review the basics of how and why affirmations work, both with and without music we discuss why it's important to identify affirmations that might be holding us back, what makes affirmations powerful, and how to engage music to amplify them. Along the way, we visit the spiritual sounds of Sanskrit, the silent community of prayer, ecstatic or psychedelic trance, and and call-and-response singing. It's a diverse, evidence-based short course in how to align with what you want and how to connect music with that. We'll be talking about all that and much, much more, as always, in these open conversations here on discussions of music, healing, and consciousness. So get this, I, I don't know why this topic came up, but I'm, I'm walking through the art walk this weekend in San Diego, there's 300 artists in all these booths, and on the street where we're set up, my wife's an artist, there's a Catholic church. And I was walking to get pick up lunch or something. So I walked by the front of the Catholic Church, and they're at that point in the Mass where everybody repeats, I believe, you know, and everybody's repeating that together. Mm-hmm. And they did that, and then some music kicked in. And I was thinking to myself, you know, how cool is it to be with a group of people and do those affirmations together? And just wow. like as a group, finally, back in the room, right? To be able to say, yes, I believe, or, or whatever it is. I know you're not supposed to say I am this, but, um, you know, you are beautiful, you are free, you are powerful, all that kind of stuff that we do. And it just reminded me for a minute of the, you know, like the monks praying for water, whatever it is, the power of human intention sort of magnified coming together with other people. And, um, and it, and it stuck, Chris, you know, and I thought, Hey, let's talk about that because music and affirmations are a wonderful thing. Whether you sing praise hymns or, you know, whatever the thing is or, or chant the OM, but, you know, talking about music and affirmations just seemed like, um, a, a more powerful way forward and sort of rehashing some of the old technical stuff, you know, and I would get into the heart with affirmations. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, it's, it's so powerful. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, you know, what you experienced the other day is, is such something so powerful when a group of people get together and, and sing the same things, even without affirmations, I think most of us can relate to having at one point in our lives gone to a concert and sung the songs of your favorite band. Oh my gosh, yeah. Artist. And, you're, you know, like you're just singing, maybe it's a love song. So the, so the lyrics are a little bit more uplifting, right? And you're singing, well, I love you or whatever, you know, singing all these beautiful lyrics and you got thousands of other people singing along with you. You can't. I don't think anyone can leave a situation like that and not say that was a euphoric, like oh almost religious, heavenly, out of body experience. Because right, it's, it's so empowering. It's so incredible. And I, I mean, you have to pretty much be a robot to not feel something from from that. <laughs> and, and I guarantee you, anyone listening to this has at some point in their life experienced something you know remotely close to that. So yeah. we know that it has power. But then when you can get really intentional with those with those words, that's when the power can just really expand even more. Right? Right. Um, and, and yeah, we can get into later, like the difference between an I am, you know, I am healthy affirmation versus a you are healthy affirmation as an example the uh the power of the intention behind the affirmation the words themselves all that kind of stuff there's there's so much to affirmations and for those listening too it's like you don't have to use the word affirmations you can use um empowering lyrics you know yeah uh, it just it's like words that have deep impact essentially
0: yeah something more than reading the note reading the news right yes um it, it, and, you know, maybe that's a great place to start because affirmations tend to be sort of the new agey, modern spiritual way of saying what we used to call a prayer, right? you know, and I know Christians out there that do what's called contemplative prayer, which is a little bit like blend- blending Christian prayer and meditation. Mm. And so there's like all these sort of words to talk about what we're calling affirmations right now, but, you know, just for everybody listening and I'll have to think about what my own definition is, but what's your definition of affirmation, Chris, in this context, in this sort of more
1: healing, consciousness-transforming context? It's a great question because we all have a different, bit of a different one. And so for me, kind of like going back to what I was saying, like I feel affirmations are empowering words or lyrics Mm -hmm. that are spoken or sung. I, I, I typically think of an affirmation as something sung, but it's spoken to. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be melodic. And it's, it's spoken to somebody or to yourself to basically program an idea uh, and a concept into your consciousness. Um, the reason why we repeat affirmations many, 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 many times, and this goes back to ancient prayers from, uh, you know, even like ancient Indian culture, like the Sanskrit prayers that you would be reading and, and that people still yes. read to this day and recite in uh, different temples and different... Uh, ceremonies. I mean, these things have lasted thousands of years. And once again, like things like meditation, yoga, etc., there's a reason these things have lasted thousands of years. It's not just because they're nice. It's because so they is, carry- it, is like a mantra an affirmation? Well, yeah. I I I mean, from my experience, yeah, a mantra really is in a sense an affirmation. Sometimes mantras are used to Say You say them without even knowing what they mean. I mean, right, if you're right. reading an ancient Sanskrit mantra, I don't know what it means, but I was taught a mantra in meditation when I was being trained in transcendental meditation. So I would say this affirmation only in my mind while I was in meditation to basically program my mind to know kind of like the Pavlov's dog's like cognitive response whole theory where it's like you associate that sound and word with a very particular thing for me, it was meditation. So every time I would say that mantra, my brain was getting, was trained to be like, Oh, we're in deep meditation now. And it would just settle you in that much faster. So mantras kind of are affirmations, I guess they're also kind of sounds that you can use to program different things. But I guess to really, this is a very long definition, but the definition is essentially you're, you're using words to reprogram your mind and to reprogram your consciousness
0: to live wire your mind into
1: the space that your words are carrying you, Basically, right? Um, I am healthy. <clears throat> well, obviously you're trying to reprogram your, your consciousness towards your health, right, mm-hmm. um, et cetera. Just name so they're
0: them. directional. They're not just, you know, we
1: believe in the Father,
0: the Son, and the Holy Ghost, kind of, that's an affirmation too, but it sounds like the direction that you're taking them is saying, it, it's like, it's sort of like an ask isn't it? Or a call to action. I am healthy, right? You are healthy. There's a, there's a positive movement there toward health and maybe you're healthy already. So maybe you're going from health to super healthy, who knows? But, but I feel like in your, in your definition, there's a pull towards something.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, like I'm, I'm kind of trying to think of this right now on the spot too, as we're doing this, but it's, it's true. It's like, there's a desire to reprogram something. So if I have a a mental block or an emotional, um, big trauma towards something, let's say, um, a financial block, uh, financial struggle, uh, that we have deep, deep trauma attached to, well, then an affirmation that might work might be like, you know, I am a like, just again, the, I am abundant and I, I am wealthy yeah. or, or taking out the I am. And once again, we can get into that later because if you don't believe in it, then saying I am, isn't as effective, but let's just even using the words like, uh, wealth, 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 or they're saying something like that over and over, it's going to reprogram your brain to associate, you know, this idea of like, you're, you're, you're basically trying to take something that's had a huge trauma and blockage and, and reprogram it to yeah, not and, have a huge trauma and blockage. So it's directional, but, it's like, directional. I, but what do you think? You know, like, yeah. Cause I know, well, we also I'm, have, I'm... <laughs> cause for those listening too, it's like, I'm, I was raised like basically scientific and not religious whatsoever. So prayer and affirmations, like my definition is so different. It's like a modern materialism, science-based definition. So I'd love to hear your take on it.
0: So but I have to ask you another question, because in the science-based world, you know, when we, when we want to observe something, often our want to observe it changes the observation itself. Yeah, quantum mechanics. <laughs> right? So, and, and that's a very powerful part of affirmation. So affirmations are
1: not purely objective in that sense. No. And that's why I am versus you are or something. So, you know, for those listening, like there's a study that was done not too long ago to show that if you're not sure about something. So once again, if you've got deep trauma over uh, financial blockage or, or, um, money is uh, basically war pick anything. I mean, you know, pick a thing, whatever trauma, your health, love relationships, whatever, right. Car accident, anything. Anything. If you've got a deep trauma that you're trying to work on, uh, and you genuinely just don't believe that because look, with all of our deepest traumas, it's they're pretty they're pretty tough to like, oh, just just believe that you that you can be wealthy. Yeah, okay, sure. I'll just work against the however many decades I've been alive of all the programming that's told me the opposite, that's deep in my subconscious, like. I'm not going to believe that, even if not I'm not very saying, skillful. No, no, uh, I am wealthy. I am wealthy. Okay, great, but like I don't believe that. So if you don't believe that, then it isn't nearly as powerful. So that's why you can just, if you're saying something like that, you can just take out the "I am" altogether and just say the word "wealthy," "wealthy," "wealthy." There's not as much of a attachment anymore to that. And then if if you can do one better, you can go on YouTube and type in like uh, wealth affirmations, and then they'll likely be saying like you are wealthy, you are, you can literally type in the words, you are wealthy into any of these online little things. And they'll just repeat like in a robot voice, the same voice over and over to you. But if you have another person telling you an affirmation, like you are wealthy, you are wealthy, you're you're gonna believe that more coming from another external source than you will from your own self, because if it's something so deeply traumatic, you got a lot more work to do so you're not going to necessarily believe that right off the bat so yeah. going back going back to what you're saying with the quantum mechanics and the observer and the you know the mere fact that like we're trying to reprogram something it's it's really dependent on where you're at you know, on that journey so if you don't believe you can reprogram something you're going to want to shift your affirmation to something less personal so it can maybe break down your defenses a little easier i don't know if that made might-
0: No, it totally makes sense. I'm with you on this. And and I appreciate you taking the time to expand it out because you know, words like authenticity and affirmation are sort of they have so many aspects to them anymore. Yeah. Right. And and an affirmation could be entirely metaphysical, which would be hard to prove, or it could be entirely, you know, grounded in the in earth, like the earth supports me as I stand here on the earth with gravity, you know, at work. Also an affirmation, which could be very important for somebody who is having trouble standing, True, you know, so that affirmation could be entirely appropriate for a person who's at that place. So I agree with everything you've said. And I want to add this, Um, they are self-evident. So Uh, And this is a tough one. So if you're listening to this, you know, there's a lot of ways you can measure self-evident. Obviously, if I'm standing on the earth and it's my first time standing after an accident or something, am I ever happy? You bet I'm happy, right? So my affirmation is the earth supports me um, in that scenario is phenomenal and self-evident because there I am standing, you know, at last after months of physical therapy or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, The metaphysical ones are kind of tough though, right? So, I, I was thinking of, as we were talking about mantras, I was thinking om, zom. Creation? Om mani padme hum. I've got yes. it. Om padme hum, yeah.
1: right? Yeah.
0: And all of those, uh, who's the guy who sings all that Krishna Das, who sings all those amazing Sanskrit mantras? Um, those kind of affirmations are, uh, I want to say, spiritually self-evident. Because when you make them and you feel the power of something coming to you, like the, the presence of spirit or the presence of consciousness, or you just feel that wonderful buzz, or you, you're on a psychedelic high, or whatever it is, um, those are self-evident affirmations as well, I believe. Other people may believe the other thing. But if you are highly spiritual and you make those affirmations and you feel the resonance, you know, you get your spine tingling or whatever it is, um, that's some sort of self-evident thing too. The harder ones are the ones where, like, I am wealthy, right? Yeah, where you
1: credit try, try to cross the two because <laughs> they're because they're like, Yeah, it's very logical at the same time. Wealth, okay, I know exactly what that is, basically, but then it's something that it's it's like we, we all know money has nothing to do with actual physical money, it's all to do with our own inner world and how we have associated money with different things, fears, insecurities, whatever it is, right? So, we're trying yeah. to pre program some deep subconscious beliefs, limiting beliefs but then at the same time understand what the, the affirmation is quite logically speaking, but it's also very metaphysical in the sense, right? That you're trying to reprogram your subconscious. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. how do you do that? Do you, can you measure that? How is that really happening? Uh, so that, 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 those are the ones that get, um, certainly they're helpful, but they are the harder ones to navigate. When you're saying like the ones that are purely metaphysical, like ancient Sanskrit, for example, well, there's also like the way those languages were written back then, I mean, it's just a whole different way of writing in, in language in the sense that those sounds have meaning. The sounds themselves. Yeah, but just the are,
0: sound of the syllable.
1: Like, om, Mani padme, ham, like all of those different uh, syllables have extreme meaning to them, not only in the definition of them, but the sounds. I forget the specifics of how Sanskrit was like came together as a language, but I know they sourced like deep frequency. <laughs> Things I don't know like specific frequencies and sounds that occur within nature and the universe and basically created a language out of those sounds so there it, it's far more than just a random language these sounds carry almost like cosmic universal nature meaning into them yeah. and I think that's partly why they somehow make sense to our our subconscious perhaps when we're chanting them and open minded and open and hearted to what they could mean. Uh, it's interesting. You know, I'd suggest that that's probably part of their self-evident truth.
0: And we don't have any ancient Sanskrit people around to ask right now, but if there's a deep sound like OM, everybody knows OM, right? So OM has this universality to it. Hmm. And if that's part of your affirmation, OM MANI PADME HUM, or whatever, just chanting the OM by itself, that sort of connects you in a way to a resonance that is universal. And what you get back from that is incredible. Mm -hmm. You know, if you you've had the privilege of singing OM in some pretty cool places, right? And it feeds you. I mean, it just it lights you up. So it's like a self evident thing. Just singing OM is a self evident affirmation of something. Now it's an affirmation of different things for lots of people, right? Because we all resonate differently for OM or have different ideas about it. There's a lot of people who don't resonate for that at all. But you could sing. Uh, the doxology, for example, in Christian churches. And that'd have great resonance for, for Christians. Mm. You know, it's like the sung version of the belief of the creed. And, and that would have great resonance for Christians, right? Which is totally cool. So, whatever your flavor is, you know, the words do that and they get into you in a way that's part of who you are. Uh, and it, it's probably easier to agree that the spiritual kind of affirmations have that self-evident truth because you've got the poor schmo who's been you know I am wealthy, I am wealthy, I am wealthy I'm wealthy. Later, I am wealthy I'm wealthy i'm wealthy but 20 years later I'm wealthy I'm wealthy I'm wealthy you're still waiting to see dollar one right yeah and, and that too is an affirmation but it's it's got a problem <laughs> <laughs> so I think the way to to approach this is to um is to stay with the musical side of it rather than trying to unpack why 20 years of of saying I am wealthy doesn't you know, ring the register in your bank account. Mm. So uh, maybe we'll get around to that. But but let's let's take it to the musical level and marry affirmations and music and just see where we go with that. Because I know that you do this sort of for a living, man. This is so cool, people. I mean, Chris is going to talk now about singing affirmations and you are going to be blown away. <laughs> Bill's <laughs> my hype man,
1: by the way, if you didn't know. <laughs>
0: no, it's, it's truly, I mean, have you ever sung your affirmation other than chanting. I mean, we're actually talking singing, right? Yeah. Like a so take it away. I mean, Tell us how this works because this is fascinating to me.
1: It's so cool. I mean, because it came from a very genuine, many genuine experiences of, of going through different, uh, you know, emotional journeys and needing to say some things that just reassured me and me being a musician and me having the piano as my main uh, form of expression. And I've been using it since I was six years old to just you know, pour my emotions into this thing when I when I don't know how to voice them and I don't know what I'm, what's really going on. I can always turn to music to just allow me to feel whatever the heck I need to feel. So I, I was having these, um, these moments where I'd be just playing, I'd be finding like a nice little chord progression, but then these, whatever I was going through at that particular time, I would have like a, a phrase kind of start to repeat in my head, you know, and one of the first ones that came to me was like, um, an affirmation to myself, and also at the same time, an affirmation to some of my friends who I knew were going through similar things at that time. And the the line was, I'm not giving up on you, and that's it. I'm not giving up on you, I'm not giving up on you, I'm not giving up on you. And I kind of turned it into this little piano pop song, basically, in terms of how it sounds and how it is sung. But uh, the, the, the purpose of it itself was essentially just like all these ancient songs, which was uh, an idea being conveyed and sung repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. And the whole reason I also wrote this was so that when I'm doing any of my um, sound healing journey, like sessions with clients or when I'm doing performances for that matter, I love doing sing alongs um, with them so that, you know, getting people to sing these affirmations with me. And then you get everyone in the audience, like we're talking about the beginning of the episode, you get that power of people, multiple people now, chanting or singing the same affirmation, it's uh, now having experienced that, it's made me just want to keep writing more affirmations because it's so freaking powerful and I remember the first couple times I had people singing these affirmations like I'm not giving up on you as an example. I uh, I started one uh, I usually close off a lot of, I also do some breath work um, events with a couple of collaborators. And I was doing an event where at the end, my uh, co-facilitator turns to me and he's like, hey, we got to play some affirmations to really pump, get people amped up at the end here. So I uh, we knew what people were kind of working through on that day. And we sang, we started off singing, I'm not giving up on you. And almost within the first five seconds of that, I saw like two people in the audience immediately burst out crying. Like it was just exactly what they needed to hear in that moment. And I, I just felt that like r- that shock wave of like, wow, those words have some serious power to them. And I know there's even more power behind it because there's melody, there's harmony, and we're all singing those things together. So words, very powerful people. But when you combine them with melody and music and harmony and, and well, the melody and harmony combined together to create music, and then you have it sung together by a collective of people. Uh, yeah. Wow. From personal experience, it's powerful as as heck. And like, I, I just want to keep doing more and more and more of it. Uh, it's it's really amazing. So that's been my experience with it so far. It's It's been really transformative for people. Anybody ever been to a call and response in church?
0: Well, I and mean, I, I know I
1: haven't, but I've done many call and responses. Yeah.
0: And it's like it's... right in the line, man right? It's totally right in the line. I'm thinking of, um, oh, my, my first experience ever with like a large Christian mega church Easter Sunday kind of thing. I mean, it was, I don't know, it was at some fairgrounds, but there was a call and response and I don't know, it's was 15 or 16 or something. And I'm like, what the heck, what is <laughs> going on here? I mean, people were ecstatic and I was the guy who was like, why don't I fit in? Right. I totally didn't get it until I went to a black church Mm. and then I got it. And the time span between those two events was 35 years. I mean, it took that long. Uh, On my honeymoon, we went to a black Harlem gospel Sunday (laughs) and we were there for an hour and a half, and they were just getting started. <laughs> and there was every kind of thing happening. There was call and response. I mean, talk about affirmations. Nobody left that church that day unhappy, man. It was beautiful. And and what an experience, you know? And, and the preacher hadn't even arrived yet by the time we had to leave. We had to go somewhere else. So they gave us 90 minutes, and then we went off to, I don't know, gospel brunch or something like that. But... Um, in, in a way, it seems to me that every single song is an affirmation. Yeah. I mean, whatever the song, it's, I'm not giving up on you. It's, um, you know, pick, oh, think, you know that beautiful chain gang scene from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, where one guy sings. They're all just beating rocks with hammers. And one guy sings the lead and everybody responds. Or if you're drilling a military platoon, everybody knows the, the call. For the marching calls, everybody
1: else else sings, they repeat, right? Yeah, yeah, there's fishermen's songs too, right? Oh my I mean, gosh, they permeate throughout all culture.
0: I mean, th- this is something that is so fundamental to human beings to who we are uh, to sing our affirmations, even if we don't really know the language. You know, it's kind of like it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know, you can just show up and, and respond and you're in it and that's enough.
1: And Is that crazy? A, it's it's so cool because I having grown up not religious and then through the scientific mm, let's call it uh dogma or just the the way that science typically looks at religion, it's very, very looking down on religion. Yeah, so just... And <laughs> and uh and for me that's what that was my viewpoint for a long time until I had my own spiritual awakening and then realize that there's so many, um, so many good and interesting and important aspects to all religions that are at least worth taking note of um, with a grain of salt, of course, but certainly can't throw it all out either. And, um, and I've been, I've just been laughing over the last year or two with my journey, with my music healing, and I'm finding myself continually brushing up against exactly like what you're saying, like, Oh, so essentially all I'm doing is recreating like a gospel church in a sense you know, scenario, right? Or all I'm doing is recreating, you know, what- You heard it here, a, people. <laughs> right? Like what uh, I'm recreating, like um, what you would experience at uh, Indian Temple, for example. Sure, um, right. Re, you know, singing the exact same things, but maybe in Hindi, maybe in in, uh, in uh, Sanskrit, maybe in Tamil, whatever. And the, and this can go till, I'm sure this is the same in Chinese culture and all these, I mean, definitely- Indigenous in cultures. Many, just... many indigenous cultures, oh. right? Af- African country- uh, different tribes, of course, in Africa. I mean, this is just like, this is worldwide. This is this is a human thing. This goes back to as far back as we have ever existed, right? This is right. probably some of the first types of music we ever created were affirmations. Why wouldn't they be? It, it's yeah. functional, it's fun. There's there's so many uh, aspects to it. It's not just entertainment. I think we've only recently gotten to a point with music where it's become diluted and only a, only entertainment. I I know back in, in much more ancient history, and it seems like through most of human history, music has had so much more uh, purpose to it, you know? Like yeah. you said, you can't leave a gospel church in a, in, in a negative state, really. And there's nothing wrong with being in a negative state, but, like, honestly, you get into those sing-alongs. I'm like, you are so uplifted, so euphoric. Like, good luck not having a great day after that. You exactly. Know? It's powerful stuff. It's 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 dangerously powerful. <laughs> yeah. To be
0: honest, um, I'm thinking about all the sing-alongs where I went to just a concert and people spontaneously started to sing, you know, yeah. and I think about different artists and uh, we went to hear uh, Tom Misch, who's an amazing, I mean, I, we happen to like this guy. And then the next day there was a sort of an emo show at the same theater and we had friends that went to that and they were totally into it and the say their response to that show was the same as our response to Tom Misch. And the two kinds of music were completely different, just completely different. But the result was the same. Mm. Like people left feeling good, like they'd had something happen, right? And I don't know what the words were that they were I didn't even know the words I was singing. I mean, I do because I can remember the lyrics or whatever. But when you're in it, it's just like you're there and everything just presents and you've got it all. It's just like you're there. So, two totally kind, different kinds of music, most likely two. Dissimilar affirmation, but affirmations nonetheless. So, I guess my question is is it the thing you're affirming that's important or the fact that you're affirming it
1: at all? Man, I does mean, that makes like, sense. Yeah, it does. It's like I think they're both right there. It, it's which is <laughs> we're kind of getting to like the paradoxical nature of life and the universe and what sex, exactly, right you know, all of these things right it's just it's, yep. just it's kind of the biggest that's the whole point of this podcast but it's consciousness but, yeah it's consciousness right i mean yes they're both important of course it's the intention behind the affirmation itself which is not as a, there's no uh connection to the actual words we're talking the intention behind that and we know through many scientific studies like the famous I don't know what was it 15 20 monks that came to washington dc and meditated for a week and statistically you have a massive plummet in crime statistics in that week you cannot say that that's a complete random accident especially when you look at the whole rest of the year that week was a complete isolated freak kind of crazy phenomenon But it was obviously because these monks, who are powerful people, came in with an intention and meditated on that intention. I'm sure they were using forms of chance as well during that meditation. Yeah, whatever works. Probably. Yeah, whatever works, right? So we know, scientifically speaking, that intention uh, is very, very powerful, especially with when we get into quantum mechanics, it literally, you know, the observer (laughs) is the one who creates your own literal reality that you see in front of you and experience. So yeah, that's important. And, the, and of course the words are important. Words hold so much power themselves. As we said, just the sound of Sanskrit is powerful, let alone the meaning. And it's the same with the words, like I'm not giving up on you. I talked to the cup, the one woman who I remember in like the front row just bawling her eyes at the second I started singing that. And afterwards I was talking to her. She's like, honestly, I love the melody. I love the song that you wrote, but honestly it was the words like those words were exactly, exactly what I needed to hear right then and there in that moment. And so that shows you, like, I could have sang another affirmation, and we sang a couple others, but that one in particular was the one that made her cry because that's what she needed to hear. So words are important, and, of course, the intention behind it is important.
0: Yeah, I I choose words pretty carefully when I'm going to put them to music if I'm doing that, you know, if it's up to me. Because music opens us up for that Mm -hmm. full experience. I mean without your music you could have said the same words and it may not have had the the depth of release for your audience member that it did when the music was in place
1: it's so emotional right like music is so emotional so the way I'm I'm definitely singing it and it, those that affirmation will be up on Spotify soon it's an easy one i got to record put up there these affirmations are so simple uh, for me as a, on a recording side of things briefly like it's so much easier to just throw these together. And I need to do that because the value uh, far outside of this being like, Oh, I'm going to release my music and like download it and share it and like come to my shows. It's like, no, it's not for that at all. This isn't, this isn't not to promote me. This is really because these, these words are very uh, needed. So I've got, to, I want to put that out there. So those of you listening, maybe by the time you're listening to this, check out my Spotify, you can hear this, this uh, affirmation, but regardless of what I'm doing, there's so many out there that you can hop on YouTube or Spotify and just search for different affirmations, type in the type of affirmation you might want to hear, see what comes up because when you, when you put it to music, yeah, it's, it opens you up because music opens you up. Music opens up your heart. It opens up your emotional body basically to then receive these new ideas. And that's, that's deep, Subconscious programming that can happen there too, especially when in in my situation, I've also tuned my music and instruments to 432 Uh hertz. So now we have a very more harmonious frequency that's also resonating with all the cells in your body in a more harmonious way. So we've got a whole layer of different things going together. But man, yeah, music, as you know, bill with literally prescribing music to your clients to help them it's like this is this this is powerful stuff when you add music it's like you're, you're making a concoction right you know, add a dash of music boom now we have a superfood. we have like a we have a super smoothie here <laughs> exactly but, you know yeah.
0: no i love you say that because a lot of the time uh, well we had the mind over matter people for a while back in the day right and that was like you know repeat the same thing over and over and you'll I am not sick. I am not sick. I am not sick. Well, we fix that one because you can't affirm something that you're not, without make- making it worse. <laughs> so, yeah. just a quick word about that. We want to stay positive with our affirmations, not negative. Like I am not afraid is not a great affirmation, but I am courageous is a great affirmation. Exactly. Good. Point. Right. So, um, so you're gonna. It's more of a directional thing, right? If you say I'm not afraid, you're pointing yourself toward fear, the fear that you're not afraid of. <laughs> Which is not a great thing, but being no, curi- anyway, so enough of that. But adding the music to the to the repetition. Um I think that this is why Sanskrit is the most powerful spiritual language we know because right away it's musical. You've got your words and your music and they're they're linked together. But you can do this with English too. I mean, yeah, it's a sort of a lousy language and it doesn't sound like anything very nice, but ultimately you can put it to music and it'll work as you've just demonstrated chris so uh, it doesn't matter what language you're using uh, perhaps the more elevated ones like if putting poetry to music is always more interesting to me than putting like setting poetry to music is always more interesting than setting prose although you know it can be done whatever but the metaphorical nature of language and the, the you know the la- the shades of meaning and the layers of meaning in it are really important in this work. Um, Like saying, I am wealthy. Well, wealth is a lot of things. It's contentment and gratitude. And yeah, it it involves abundance of all of that kind of stuff. And all of that is attractive to the stuff that we need to get along in this world, which is money, right? So um, there's a sense of broadening your acceptance maybe in an affirmation that is important. To that affirmation. A narrow affirmation uh, is not. I need twenty-five dollars by two o'clock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that's kind of that's putting it in a too small box because affirmations are much bigger than that. Um, and I keep yeah. coming back to wealth because it's one that we all stumble with, you know, including me. It's a tough thing to affirm your success or your abundance, but opening it to music gets it out of your head. Yeah, and, and what you were saying that I love so much is because you do feel that in your heart. What does it feel like to have an abundant heart? Isn't that something you'd want to have in your affirmation? Yeah, well, you're going to get it with music. Yep. You, know, you can be all focused in on you know, solving some quadratic equation because you've got a test coming up, but you can bring the heart into that too with music. I know it's weird, but in Japan, this is they give master's exams with music in the background for this very reason. Oh, yeah. it, it opens us up. It connects us holistically to all the information that we've been learning and stuffing into our brains. Right. So we get it in the heart as well. It creates and the gut. Brain,
1: It creates that brain heart coherence. Exactly. We talked about that before too. Our, our, our heart has a brain and we, we know this once again, through science and the the, the neural pathways that exist in the, uh, the heart, you know, identical to the brain. So the heart thinks as well. So that's what, you know, the, like the reason why they put the music on is usually it's classical music in those test situations is because, it enhances not only your actual brain capacity, which we also know, but you're right. It's music. It's opening up your heart. And your heart not only feels, but it also thinks.
0: And it has a lot of answers.
1: <laughs> it's got more than answers. <laughs> way more answers in the brain, as I've been realizing recently. I'm like, all oh, these things, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to navigate my life with my brain, which we are really conditioned to. I want to navigate it with my heart and allow the brain to just put all the pieces in place after the fact,
0: you know? I know you've, you've had this experience. I've had it too. But when you're taking a test and you just feel like you've got the right answer, right. oftentimes that's right. You know, oh And it's not coming from what you think. It's coming from what you feel. And what you feel is because you've learned it. It's in there. There's something about the, the way that you've assimilated that information and put it into work that comes back to you as a feeling. And, and uh, you know, it's not just a thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got it right, I or I feel so. I've got it right. Yeah. Of course, the best is when you've got it both ways. And then the last component to music is the spiritual one where we, we can't measure any of it, but we know that it's connecting us to something. Like the woman who had that beautiful response was suddenly connected to you. It, not like as a personal thing, But as a energy
1: uh, magnet, maybe consciousness to consciousness. Yeah,
0: consciousness to consciousness. And uh, do we need more of that in the world?
1: Yeah, yeah, we do, and that's what uh, that's what I feel like both of our missions are. And you know, I think um, for those listening too, it's like it's a really great opportunity to. Start your own journey with these with these affirmations and whatever that means. And, and use another word if you don't like affirmations because of the new age, um, you know, connotation that kind of comes with that. Then then find your own word for it. Empower yeah. Find your lyrics, prayer you know, supplication prayer whatever it is whatever whatever gets you going. And 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 start your journey with that. You know, YouTube's a great re- resource to start. And just like type in um, positive affirmations or or type in specific affirmations that you're looking for. And, and see what comes up uh, or uh, mantras, you know, you can or get, if you, if you want to go into that more, we, when Bill was describing it, I think really accurately as the more non-physical, the more, um, you know, metaphysical side of the affirmations, which would be mantras, then give those a try to try, try typing in, you know, if you're looking for on again, this topic of wealth, wealth uh, mantras, you'll get some really good ones, certainly from Ancient, from ancient India, you'll get like Lakshmi and other really cool um, meditations and mantras or, or other, you know, so just, just start your journey with that. Cause I think it's, um it's so powerful. It's something that you can start doing in your meditations. It's something you can sing to yourself whenever you like, wherever you are throughout the day. And, uh, and yeah, you can say the affirmations, but I don't know. I think we're both coming from two musicians here on this podcast. I think we'd both like recommend singing them, humming them like, you know, add a little bit of melody and that's going to, we're talking about this cocktail again, this sort of synthesis where, you know, you get the words great, but if you can add in a little music into that, oh, now we're really talking. <laughs>
0: you know, there's, a, there's a, a shorthand you can use for this, kind of a easy on-ramp. If there's lyrics that you love from a song you love and they are affirmative in some way or they are positive or they, they give you the kind of feeling that you want, Um, you might find that you have more of these already and you're stuffed inside you than you know about. Uh, I grew up in an era where we used to call things uh, just a codependent love song was the spoof. And there were so many of those. I mean, all of the lyrics that were out there were this whiny kind of, I mean, those are affirmations too, right? They're beautiful songs, don't get me wrong. But oftentimes if you're looking for love in all the wrong places (laughs) to talk about a song, um, start looking for it in the right places by, by selecting a better song for your earworm. Right. Yeah. And on the other side of that coin, sometimes earworms come along and they're like, Oh, why is this thing annoying me? And I find more often than not, if I dig into that just a little bit, that the earworm has gotten some sort of a message that I need. And sometimes it's transformative. Sometimes it's a warning. Sometimes it's happy, happy, happy. you like farewell. Williams comes on. Right. And then I can't get it out of my head. And um, And those kind of, when they're not foreground consciousness things, but when they're in the background like that, um, you can make those things foreground and sometimes unpack what's going on, whether that's something that will help you or something you need to offer a defense against and say, you know what? I'm not interested in yesterday. All my troubles seem so far away. (laughs) I mean, beautiful song, right? Yeah. But um, the rest of that song is not an affirmation that you really want. (laughs) you know, if you're interested in finding love and companionship, yeah, you know, and as long as you recognize that it becomes either a positive affirmation or a beautiful thing that you recognize as a sense of loss. And that too is something we need to allow ourselves, you know, in the case of yesterday, we need to allow ourselves that loss. So we're free to be able to make the positive affirmation happy or whatever, whatever the positive affirmation is. Um, So I'm not saying don't listen to things that that mess with your brain, but to be aware you know, of, of what that powerful thing is doing, the music and the lyrics, what that powerful thing has for you and whether that's something that you want or not.
1: It's a really right? good point. Really good point. Like for those listening, you know, it's just, it is you want to be mindful of uh, I won't even say careful you just want to be mindful yeah, just mindful of, music mindset you know yeah of what you're listening to and the the lyrics behind that and and if you want to listen to something with like yeah like really let's say negative or really intense aggressive lyrics cool I mean well we talked about this like last week right you needed yeah. anger and, and there
0: was a song for that <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: And that's, and that's when you want well, to listen to that stuff. That's when, that's, it's that's when it's necessary. That's when it makes yeah. sense, you know, but it, it's so true. Like you gotta, I've listened back on old music I used to listen to all the time and I don't want to listen to it as much anymore purely because of that reason. I'm more mindful now of what I'm, mm-hmm. I'm listening to. And I hear that. I'm like, okay, that's fun nostalgia, but that that's, that's one song's enough. And uh, I want to go back into some other energy, some other songs that uh, carry a, a stronger message that I'm needing to hear right now yeah, and and go into that. Right. So just being mindful with what you're consuming in, in every sense, I guess, but also when it comes to music, it, it makes a difference, it makes a huge difference. One of
0: the most beautiful moments from the documentary, the quest love put together on the, the Harlem music festival is when Nina Simone came out and basically gave a musical, uh push to the civil rights movement. Mm. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen the film yet, but that is one of the most awesome moments in recent musical history because of the song that she created and the response that came from the audience and all of that. And it was one of these amazing affirmative moments Mm. where everybody who was present understood what was going on. And if you watch it now, you'll understand it in context of how that changed things in such an amazing way and all it took was one courageous woman willing to do exactly what you've been doing Chris which is start a call and response around a positive idea that's transformative and and wow <laughs> you know and that's not even the high point in the in the documentary <laughs> you know there are there are others but you know look the, the power to change an entire nation exists in a musical affirmation and hey, you know, the affirmations are different now than they were 300 years ago when our countries were founded, right? Sure. We still sing God Save the Queen um, in America, our, our, my country tis of thee, right? But the sentiment about that evolves with time. And even though we may not be like fighting for our voting rights anymore, we're still fighting for some kind of rights. And who knows? Maybe it'll be the right to like sing in public. I don't know. Whatever. The craziest thing is that they're going to happen next. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you watch the evolution mm-hmm. of of humanity, of civilization through time. And these amazing moments like starting with monks chanting and then chanting two notes at once and that was, you know, sacrilegious. Mm-hmm. The people who must have invented ohm back in the day. Whoa, transformative. You know, all the way up to modern music and here we've got the ability to record and produce sounds that we can't even make on regular instruments, <laughs> you know? It's incredible. That are amazingly um, transformative, like that incredible surround sound. It's like a bass drum hit that you can't hear, but you can feel. Hmm. That creates that feeling of anxiety that's so amazing that you need in all of the sci-fi movies, right?
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Or... um what were we talk, oh, This came up, Joshua Bell has recorded everything that his violin can play and all the different articulations. And you can have Joshua Bell's complete library of violin sounds for under 150 bucks. <laughs> when was that ever possible, that you could have a Stradivarius at your fingertips, right? Um, what we can do is just beyond, beyond amazing anymore. And the power that comes with that, oh, my gosh. Dude, we're in a great spot for
1: this. Oh, we are. Yeah. And it's, and it's happening. You can see it in the music uh, industry and with these these artists that are all getting into these different like like uh, psilocybin therapy, you know, albums or just very conscious, conscious lyrics that you hear now in a lot of hip hop and rap and other very popular genres. But there's even like in the trap and dubstep scene, which I'm getting, I'm just so into it right now. Um, and uh, you know, there's a thing called um what was the other day my my girlfriend turned me on to a subgenre in trap called like or what maybe it was dubstep called um something like heaven trap or something like that. Whoa. Literally he- and it's like euphoric trap music where it's like cool. yeah, exactly. And like and if there are lyrics in it, it's something like, you know, I love you or you know, you are infinite or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, on that side of the spectrum. And and so that you're hearing, I'm like, oh my god! Even in these like random genres, are typically, I mean, the lyrics that I would hear in things like dubstep were quite aggressive, if there was ever lyrics, and or just weird and bizarre, but didn't really have much substance to it. And um, now you're getting what like heaven trap and stuff like that coming out. Like so, you know, this is just a sign of that that we're we're taking this great technology we all have access to now, and I think we used it for a lot of great things, but also I think in a lot of ways we're maybe not didn't abuse it, but we didn't know the fullest extent and power that we really have with this music. And now with this technology, with this new knowledge that's merging with very ancient, old knowledge, we're coming into a time where we're like, okay, we've got a really powerful tool called music here, and we're gonna use that to uplift humanity to make significant changes within the individual listener which has a ripple effect around the whole entire planet you know if you don't think that you know if for any of those listening the thing i always say like oh there's so many problems in the world and there's all this crap going on how on earth can i make a difference it's like work on yourself do all the things that you want to see change in the world change them within yourself first put yourself do the work on yourself and one of the great ways to one of the great tools for all this work that we do, is, which is going through your traumas and dealing with all your insecurities and all the things that basically bring you pain in your life. That's really what the quote-unquote work is. And affirmations are an insanely effective tool to help in that journey. And uh, that's where the beauty of music can come in, to reprogram these deep subconscious stories and limiting beliefs that we have. And uh, it, it's, really, it's really cool to see that music is now becoming... Uh, far more than entertainment, it's really becoming a tool to reprogram and reshape your reality. <laughs>
0: yeah, really. So, resculpt your 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 being. Yeah. No. Right. No small feat. No small feat. Everybody's a size thirteen now. <laughs> Sorry, it must be late. There's too, not enough time for bad humor. There's, There's always a, time.
1: Always time, Bill.
0: That wonderful feeling that you have when you're in music with other people, you know that sense of connection. I suspect, and there's no evidence for this, but I suspect that if we had no music and all we had was silent affirmation, then we'd all be sitting around like the Quakers, you know, they do they do their entire church services, sitting still, right, and quiet. Oh, but we'd cool. all be sitting there like that, just mind melding and enjoying the community that comes from having shared affirmations. Mm. I have a feeling that that's what we're equipped for. You know, they talk about mirror neurons, all that kind of cool scientific stuff. But I think it's bigger than that, and that there is a connectedness that can happen even in total silence. Definitely, when shared affirmations are um, are right up there and
1: and present. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I, mean, I I know that with with my heart, certainly. And you know, there probably are some scientific studies that can confirm that because there's a lot more out there now, but. Um, you're right, because we're, we're all connected on a consciousness level, which is nonverbal. That's where ideas like telepathy and stuff like that come from. And I believe like our brains are like radio transmitters and receivers. Mm-hmm. And so there's very much a collective um, kind of communication going on in those church, like that Quaker church setting that you'd yeah, sort of yeah. all kind of sitting in silent prayer in a sense. Um, and uh, yeah, and then, but whatever that affirmation is, if everyone's kind of thinking it, it's still going to have very different but similar uh, because it is a different way of doing it. But I think the, the results will be extremely similar. Yeah. Imagine the, like the whole world being in
0: Zen meditation or something together. And, and who cares how deep the meditation is, but just that. I, I have um, never really felt that in community, but I've felt it in solitude with nature which is pretty amazing climb to the top of a giant mountain, right? You just look around and you can't help, but feel there's something going on
1: and that you're this tiny little speck in the middle of all of that. Yeah. An organism within an organism on an organism, on an organism inside a massive organism. (laughs) Yes. Everything's very much alive. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And, and connected in that way. So, Hey, music is a great tool for getting us there. I I'm, overwhelmed sometimes with, uh, with a feeling of responsibility for it, but then also with a feeling of freedom to be able to participate in this, you know, and, and offer sound into the, the giant symphony that's all of us all doing what we do together somehow.
1: I love that. So, I mean, you know, for those listening, um, we were talking just before we recorded this about, Sort of our different ways that we navigate this world of music and sound healing, and maybe Bill, why don't you just let the audience know um, how they can get a hold of you, and also how we have it in the show notes, I know, but I think it's important for those listening to, you know, if you guys want to connect with us, you know, Bill's got his real area of genius. Uh, we're both musicians, but he's got his area of genius with how to use music, and I've got mine. So why don't you tell everybody um, what what you're doing right now?
0: Oh, Chris, you are phenomenal about this because you said prescribing music. And yeah, I think that's true. So my job is basically to be an educator. People want to use music more effectively. I can help. And the operative word is use. So bringing music out of the background and up into the foreground where there's a purpose for it, singing affirmations is a great purpose for music, right? Um, Unpacking the music that's in your heart and learning, first of all, what it, what it reveals about you, and also what's important about that, why that's there, why you resonate for those things. Uh, choosing new music for new purposes. Uh, th- this is phenomenal work, and it's it's fun to do with individuals. It's also fun to do with teams. So creating uh, music around a team purpose or selecting individual music that resonates for each team member that gets them to that purpose is a really effective way of holistically changing the game. Yeah. Right. So it's like, how can you run a million miles if the music that you're listening to makes your feet feel like lead?
1: Oh, my God. Right. Good point. Right.
0: And that's a very common thing for teams who want to do better uh, to figure out how to do that. And there are obviously, you know, tools in the trade, but music is one of those self evident things that everybody can resonate for and doesn't require to learn anything it just requires a little bit more mindfulness to bring that music into connection with the opportunity. So uh, that's what music care does. That's what I do. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> you say I that to a business it. person, they're like, "Huh? what, Ooh, what do you mean? I don't know. Where's the bottom line, <laughs> but <laughs> it's really bigger than that.
1: But it's also, it's just the same as you, when you, if you connect with a coach or a therapist of some kind and you ask them for, you know, what, what is your advice on how I should go about a, B, C, and D, and they give you, uh, you know, either a list of supplements you can get or um, different tools that you can use, uh, mental different tools that you can use to to help yourself through. I remember when I was going through my therapy sessions for PTSD and then they gave me a whole bunch of different, you know, yeah. hugging yourself techniques and um, the uh, sort of uh, cognitive um, response techniques that where you just reprogram your mind to think something different when you hear loud sounds that trigger your PTSD or something yeah. is no different. what Bill's doing is when he prescribes music is it's just using that music, as we've said, as a tool, but to have someone that also can guide you through that and to also help with like, what why do I need this? Or why would that be important? Or I don't really know where to start on that. I also had another idea that popped in spite as you're saying this bill, where I'm like, I think it'd be really helpful and useful for people that are wanting to put uh, to go through a very profound psychedelic experience. I have lots of friends right now who are just getting into the area of psychedelics, because now it's being you know studied again, legally, finally, and the results are astounding for people's health, and their growth spiritually and physically. Yeah. And so um, for those who I knew are planning a uh, psychedelic journey on um, whatever psychedelic, you know, it would be great to talk to Bill beforehand so that you can put together a really curated playlist of music for that experience that would really uh, help and improve and expand that, that journey for something even more profound, right? So I agree. that might um, be another cool thing too. I like to have, um, because music is a laboratory,
0: I like to have things set up in advance So I've got tools in place before I encounter something. And uh, trauma is a favorite one. So I know I'm going to encounter trauma that we all do. So having the tools ready to be able to meet that trauma as an intervention is a really important thing. And then to nurture the healing later on, which might be completely different music as you recover from that and integrate it back into your life and digest the trauma and release the power. And that's true with psychedelics too. So having that playlist that you need to go through it and something that will mind you later as you process and digest the experiences and the insights that came during that the psychedelic journey itself uh, music can be very
1: helpful in integrating those things later on i'd say essential to be honest and especially because especially with psychedelics it's opening you up so 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 much more to these frequencies and yeah. music is and i and this is literally words from johns hopkins medical school as well talking about music being essential essential part of the psilocybin uh, therapy treatments that they're doing right now that have astounding results already just in their kind of preliminary studies. And so um, I would say it's really important if you're considering a psychedelic journey to, yeah, to really source the music for the journey. And as Bill said, man, the integration process just as important, if not maybe even more important than the actual journey uh, and having music to support you through that, because it can get um, it's beautiful, but it can, like anything in life, it can be challenging at points and to have some extra tools in your tool chest, being music, especially because music is so powerful with, with psychedelics, man, like that's uh, that's pretty powerful, pretty helpful. So other definitely. than
0: if your purpose is sitting in silence, it's probably not a time where music can help, but just about <laughs> everything else. <laughs> and the fun part of my job is all the purposes that people come up with, you know, well, how can I use music here? And, once you learn how to do that a whole new world opens up then you can literally on your own l- choose libraries of music for your own purposes that will change everything for you for good
1: incredible i love it well that's great and uh you know for those listening with um with my side of the spectrum on the musical healing side of oh my things gosh. and expansion you've got like three different product lines going now right right now right Sort of, yeah. I mean, the first major thing I'm focusing on are my uh, one-on-one and group sessions that I do basically a sound and music uh, healing session. And yeah. I use healing because it, it, it lets people kind of have a, have a sense of what this is going to be. But it can also th- it can be for expansion. It doesn't have to just be for your trauma or your insecurities. It can be to improve or expand aspects of yourself and your life. So it's really like we've been saying for so many episodes here, music is it literally can be used for anything, right? Yep. Healing, yeah, but also expansion. So I do 60 minute, 90 minute sessions online or in person here in Vancouver. And um, but yeah, I just take you on a journey, incorporating a little bit of breath work, a little bit of body scan, like a yoga ninja type of body scan and lead you through a whole journey. And of course, as we've been talking about today, adding in some affirmations and I sprinkle in the affirmations usually three quarters of the way through because you're in a pretty deep, deep, deep state of uh, parath- parasympathetic state, certainly. So your, your subconscious is very ready to receive new new ideas and new programs, new, new programming. And so if you want to reprogram, that's one of the main things I'm doing in these journeys is kind of reprogramming whatever it is that you are coming into that session wanting to shift and change or expand for that matter. So that's kind of the main thing. And uh, I'm also doing some breathwork collaborations that are going to be available to be purchased as well, which will be fun. And uh, honestly, just doing different types of events and different types of compositions. People can check out my YouTube channel if they want to get a a free look at all of the um, I've done a lot of binaural beat compositions, binaural beats. You know, there's a couple of episodes in our a couple of the first episodes we ever did here on this podcast talk a lot about binaural beats and really all that's doing is shifting your brain's state of consciousness uh, to deeper uh, states like we've got Theta and Delta and Alpha and these different states of consciousness that we have when we're highly concentrated or when we're in a deep sleep. So these are songs that you guys can access anytime you want for free on my YouTube channel. But uh, the, real, the real main thing I'm focusing on right now are these these sound and music healing Sessions because they are really profound. Like that moment I said to you about uh, the affirmation I sung, and like it's just this woman just started bawling immediately. Yeah, I'm seeing similar things with these sound and music healing journeys where you know I'm using 432 hertz tuned instruments, I'm using binaural beats, nature sounds, solfeggio healing frequencies, and sometimes other. Healing frequencies like our favorite forty hertz. I just did a Yeah, I just did a session last week with uh, specifically using forty hertz, and she loved it. Just blasted her into the, the cosmos, and she had like the deepest sleep. She was about twenty minutes, and I could hear her snoring. And she uh, came back a couple times, back into snoring. Came back a couple, back into snoring. So it just knocks you right out. Very restorative, and uh, it's so fun. It's just an evolving thing there's not a lot of other people out there doing certainly this exact way of things actually i don't think there's anybody doing it like this just like there's no one really prescribing music like you are bill so it's we're in we're in an era where and this for those of you listening this we're not the only ones doing these really unique kind of hybridized offerings there's a lot of that going on right now where people are doing really really amazing versions of something that we might consider a traditional sound healing or a traditional breath work but they're they're morphing it into these beautiful hybrid things, sessions, events, whatever it is. And so uh, we're, we're living in really exciting times, despite what the mainstream media might want you to think um, (laughs) that we're, that we're, that we're absolutely effed, you know, (laughs) where I think we're in really exciting times. Uh, I think we're, we're seeing examples of just how consciousness is really expanding and the things that people can now have access to, like, the stuff that we're offering and and all these other amazing, you know, people are offering that's it's it's a sign of new things to come. We're we're building like a whole new system of health and wellness and and new systems all around for that matter. So yes. I think there's a lot to be uh, pretty hopeful for.
0: Yeah, it's a happy time. I'm I'm blown away by just the way that things pull. And this isn't really so much of an affirmation, but you've had that experience where you know that there's something out there that's your destiny. You're not clear on exactly what it is, but it starts to pull. And as it pulls, things start to, some things fall away and other things line up and get stronger. And pretty soon you realize that everything that you're doing is leading you in that direction. And then, of course, the direction changes and something new shows up and everything realigns around that. And it's like this ongoing thing. But I feel that pull, man. I, I really do. Toward whatever it is, you know, we're all doing our bit here in in whatever our gifts happen to be to offer that sense of, yeah, there's a, there's, there's goodness. Oh yeah. It's not the tragedy that you want. If you ever want to do something for fun, um, I've done this a couple of times on a challenge. Uh, Somebody said, Bill, if you ever really discouraged, then pull up the news, pull up a story on your, on your computer or something, and then improvise and sing it. (laughs) That's cool. So just read the words as you improvise and the contrast between the kind of music that comes out, often and the words that are on the page are usually tragic <laughs> is hilarious to me and it just reframes everything so try this at home if you can improvise or even if you can't just sing read the news like sing the news instead of reading it out yeah. loud
1: you know it's it, for those listening we, we you, you do not need to be a musician to do this you know, Like no way today's no. Stop story is, is that it's gonna be rainy <laughs> or yep. whatever exactly it's, doesn't matter just put some fun silly melody to it and just go for it You know, In this public sing-along that
0: I do every month, um, I forget what the song was, but there was an open scat in the middle of it. (laughs) And it was a white dude. Uh, What is this? Oh, it was Casey Abrams. I don't know if you guys know Casey Abrams, but he's out there, uh, American Idol kind of winner person. But he plays the bass and sings, plays everything and sings. But he opened up his song, Simple Life, to scat. and, And everybody was just standing around. I'm like, no scat. So everybody just spontaneously started to
1: scat. It was the most amazing experience I've ever had. <laughs> for those you listening know? too, scat scat—it's like a jazz thing where you go scat bidi ba doo Yeah, right, it's nonsense syllables and you just pick a melody and go for it. <laughs> and you know, so
0: anybody can sing. If you're listening to this right now, you can sing. Whoever mm-hmm. you are. I mean, I've heard people that can't hear sing pretty well too. So, um, you know, just Let the music flow, man.
1: (laughs) Let the music flow. Let the music flow.
0: And if you need any encouragement, who is it? Is it Kimmel or who's got the do not play? Um, There's YouTube for this. It's either Fallon or Kimmel. Google it. You'll find it. But this is some of the worst music in the world that got recorded that you can listen to on like Spotify is out there. And if you need encouragement for how well you sing, just listen to some of this stuff and you'll go, (laughs) I can sing better than that. And you (laughs) can't.
1: Uh, oh man, humor is the gateway to consciousness, right? Oh, well, it sure is, and it's one of my absolute favorite coping mechanisms. <laughs> we should
0: talk about humorous music someday. Yeah, we're gonna know get what? in big trouble if we
1: do. <laughs> I, I think we should do I think uh that'll be in the next episode because I got I, I did some parody music with uh, my uncle a couple of years ago, and it was uh, it was an absolute blast. And you know, we got weird Al Yankovic and a lot of great yeah, sat- yeah. satire humor with music. It's we great. Al. Yeah, cool stuff. Comedy and music, two two really healing, very expressive modalities combined. I mean, that's powerful.
0: There you go. Stay tuned. I know we're running probably long, but I want to revisit our challenge because this might be a good time for it. Remember the challenge of um, sing a love song to your significant other. Mm. Has anybody done that? Okay, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's I don't know by when, but let's say, you know, uh, give us a couple more episodes here. So maybe by episode thirty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll get back probably, to you guys. Probably before that. We'll get back to you, but let's do that and then report in after the humor episode, probably. Okay. That and if you're great. listening, do that and and you know, drop us a note and say how tell us how it went. <laughs> <laughs> just sing a love song to sing uh, a love your song significant you sing. other
1: or or to somebody who you just love and want to express that love to. You or know? to your pet. <laughs> sure. Actually, that'd be great. Let me know how your cat or dog takes that Yeah, video
0: that please do. Oh man. Okay. We're going out of the, we're going out off the rails here now. <laughs> all right. It's been real, Chris. Thank you for this. This is, this is amazing. Uh, it's great to get to clarity on affirmation and to open up the communal a little bit on how that connects with music
1: so beautifully for all of us. I appreciate that. And it's always great to hear what your perspective is. And, uh, love to hear what you guys listening also think about that so drop us a comment and um yeah check us out if you want to connect with us one-on-one and otherwise uh keep keep creating your beautiful expressions and sing away and uh affirm affirm your life anytime you want amen brother all (laughs) together
0: Thank you for listening in on our conversation and for taking time to show your appreciation with a like, share, or subscribe. Discussions of music, healing, and consciousness is a practice of spontaneity, and we welcome your comments, ideas, and questions. There are ways to connect with us in the show notes, so let us hear from you. Until next time, this is Bill Protzman along with Chris Noble wishing you great musical health. Samara Huchaya!